traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Here we go in three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. I am Jeremy Jackson, host of the Sports Medicine Broadcast. This is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash supply chain 23. So as we're talking about the supply chain or problems with ordering and receiving supplies in 2023 for athletic trainers, my friend Paul Calloway from MyoGuard is here to discuss some of the stuff that he knows. So Paul, welcome back to the Sports Medicine Broadcast. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate you having me on here. Uh, last time we talked about like pre-wrap and some of the other things that athletic trainers were having issues. Currently, um, I try to place an order for some tape with, with one of our vendors, and they're like, well, we don't have that in stock, and we don't know when it will be in stock. So what are some of the things that we as athletic trainers need to plan for, you know, whether it's trying to get stuff before uh, school gets out in May, end of May, or, you know, ordering it in the fall? Yeah, so there's quite a few uh, product categories that are going to be affected this year, so um, as you guys prepare your budgets and so forth to send out your bids, uh, be helpful to maybe know that, um, for instance, AEDs, a lot of people do know that there's been a shortage within the AED market for quite a while. Um, started, I think, last year with a shortage of components. And there was also kind of an uptick in demand, certainly, you know, with the with uh, Mar Hamlin and so forth, there was an uptick there as well. And so there has been a like a continued pressure on that space, um, and then a shortage of components, so chip components, things like that, that have led to overall shortage. So, you know, if if you're in need of AED components currently, um, you know, you should plan for probably at least a 90-day window to get them. There is more access in with um, hospital suppliers than there is with you know traditional sports medicine distributors, unless they happen to also be a hospital supplier. Um, I think the reason for that is there's just um, a priority put on, you know, uh, hospitals for, for getting that kind of stuff. You know, the perception is that I suppose that they need it more. So um, so we're kind of deprioritized. So, it, you know, you might have more success going to a hospital supplier in the early going. Hopefully this levels out uh, through the summer and then that no longer be, is much of an issue. Okay, so thinking about that, I've never really considered that. Do you think... AEDs are used more in a hospital because it seems like an AED would not be used in a hospital very often, whereas they would have a regular defibrillator, but I would assume they have some similar components. I'm just, I guess we'll need to find somebody and, and talk to them about that. Yeah. So when, when I refer to hospital, you know, they're, I kind of um, lump them in with like EMT and fire. They're, they're kind of almost seen in that same fashion. So uh, emergency responders, that sort of thing. And certainly in EMT and fire, they are, um, you know, in emergency care, they are. But um, as far as like traditional hospital setting, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. So, but I, but I know that those distributors do have, it, it, seemingly they've got better access. All right. Okay. So AEDs, you say give about a 90 day window. Um, so hang out 
throughout the podcast. I know uh, Paul's got some stuff he's going to give away to some of the listeners. So as you listen to the podcast, you have questions, you can uh, tweet them to Paul or to me. And then, you know, some of the people will, will pick in either whether it's Twitter or LinkedIn or, or uh, email. You contact us and Paul's got some some MyoGuard gear he's going to send out to, the, to some of the podcast listeners. All right. Other than ADs, what do we got? So aerosols are going to be a big challenge in 2023. So if you guys are sitting on some cans of QDA, some tough skin, I would uh, be a little bit uh, rationing with that and uh, just be aware that like, so for instance, Kramer, uh, they typically have a whole line of um, what they would call aerosols. And it includes, you know, the tough skin original, the tough skin um, colorless, the QDA, uh, and even their dehesive, they're all in that group. Um, they had a couple different sizes of cold spray that, you know, some athletic trainers use. And all of that is unavailable for the foreseeable future. Um, and probably into Q4. So I'm talking September, October, November kind of time frame. Um, December even. It might even go into 2020, 2024. So um, it's that's going to be tough to get a hold of. Uh, Mueller has discontinued some of their stuff as well, like the quick drying adherent, their magic spray, the stickum. Um, and they're only going to come back with a couple SKUs here in um, this summer. And there's they should have availability in July or August. But understand that since Kramer, who roughly you know has probably half of that market, is not going to be able to provide any of what they would normally supply, that puts a lot of pressure on the supply that's coming from Mueller. So hopefully Mueller has you know planned for that and they're going to be able to have increased supply. If they don't, then it, what that's going to mean is going to be shortages. Um, and you'll probably see like so if if companies like me, my company like MyoGuard can't get enough of it, we're probably not going to discount it as much. So you'll probably see a price increase effectively uh, on these kinds of products. So um, yeah, so. Quick drying adherent or QDA, as you know, it is kind of completely gone. Uh, tough skin is going to just come back in two sizes, four ounce and 10 ounce. But again, that'll be Q4 of 2023 or, you know, early 2024. Um, they're going to, they will come back with a cold spray, but it'll be a six ounce. They'll have a firm grip. It'll be a four ounce, a cinder suds, which will be a five ounce. Um, but a lot of their other SKUs have been, you know, discontinued or, de or delayed. So uh, now the one adhesive that is in supply is MTAC from Mueller. It is a pump spray, though, so you might have to get used to that. But as far as I understand, that that MTAC has good availability. Uh, so as you're looking to put your bids together, you know, just keep that in mind that the tougheners and the tough skins and so forth are in short supply. All right. So we got AD and AD components, adhesives. Mm -hmm. Or basically aerosols, not necessarily yeah. the adhesive, because you said the pump spray MTech from Mueller should be good to go. So any yeah. of the aerosols we're thinking about. Um, so does that seem to affect like Lysol? Um, you know, that's a good question. I, I we don't really sell Lysol at at our company very much, uh, so I don't know the answer to that. But it may. Um, Kramer, as far as I understand, they lost their supplier of aerosols, and they've had to resource it. And, you know, finding someone that can create that volume of aerosol in kind of a short period of time is a challenge. 
I think Mueller may have actually, you know, switched their vendor as well, but they've had maybe a little more success uh, locating a, a new supplier of aerosols. So um, some of that might be just specific to Kramer and Mueller and kind of their supply chain. I don't know that it necessarily reflects an overall shortage in aerosols, uh, but it certainly does with Kramer. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, another product that you should expect that continued shortages is uh, on would be Gatorade shoes. So really all the flavors, you know, uh, that are out there, they were in short supply last year. I think most people that may have placed a sidelines package expecting some Gatorade shoes from July, you know, through the end of the year have never seen those Gatorade shoes and probably had it, you know, switched over to a different product. Well, um, they're still not available with no real timetable as to when they'll return. Um, as far as alternatives, uh, Cliff Bar actually has an energy block that we've got good access to. Um, some may not like it as well as the Chew, but it, it is what's available. Uh, so just keep that in mind that uh, Cliff Bar has the energy block. All right. And so just looking at the Gatorade Chew versus Cliff Bar price wise, uh, volume, how do, how do they compare? Uh, I think the Cliff Bar. Uh, energy chew is roughly comparable in price to the to the prime chews from Gatorade. The, the thing with the prime chews is a lot of people were acquiring them uh, through the purchase of their high school sideline packages. And so obviously, you know, the, the Cliff Bar chews energy blocks aren't available like that. So, you know, it's kind of tough to compare the pricing because the, the energy chews were being lumped in with the, the price of the sideline package. Yeah. That's definitely that's how we would always get them is through the the sideline thing or the or the G week, yeah. Stuff, so, um, another major one for athletic training to be aware of is there has been quite a bit of pressure um, in the foam market. So, you know, my wife and I were looking for a couch like uh, right in the middle of the pandemic, and uh, you know, we ordered a couch and it took like eight months for the couch to come in because of this foam shortage, and. Uh, it ha that foam shortage has continued. And so, again, when we're back looking at our suppliers of foam in the sports medicine marketplace, I mean, the, one of the biggest areas is pre-wrap and under-wrap, right? And um, so both Kramer and Mueller continue to have challenges sourcing enough pre-wrap. And uh, in 2023 here, um, you're going to see some major increases in the price of the foam pre-wrap. So I think the Mueller foam pre-wrap um, you know, list pricing, if you, you look around at some different catalogs and so forth, you're probably in the $70 range on, on list price, you know, and when you go to a bid or something, you're probably going to see like a 20% discount or something like that. So just keep that in mind is, you know, the, uh, the pre-wrap price, at least for Mueller is probably going to be in the $50 range for a case of pre-wrap this year, about a dollar a roll. Um, Kramer's increase is actually even higher. So I think in, uh, our new catalog is going to be in the $90 range per case, believe it or not. And, um, you know, I've, I've never seen it that high. None of us have. So, you know, you're roughly looking at it, you know, a couple bucks a roll. So, um, and then I think there's some shortages with the, the Kramer pre-wrap too. So even at that price, I, I'm not sure that there's going to be good availability. So, you know, as you're looking out there for alternatives and so forth, there's not a lot, you know, um, I don't think Jaybird is making pre-wrap anymore. If they are, you know, Jaybird has been one of the, our more difficult tape suppliers to get products from since the pandemic. So uh, I wouldn't really count on them for that. 
um, you know, they still make a good product. The question is, you know, can you get it? And, um, you know, that continues to be a challenge for them. There, go ahead. And then I, I was just going to go into some of the other phones, but what was your question there? Does no. MyoGuard do, I know they have their own line of tape and like um, PowerFlex type stuff. Do, do y'all have pre-wrap? So we have been trying to source that ourselves and we ran into the, a lot of the same problems that I think probably Kramer and Mueller do. So neither Kramer or Mueller produce their own pre-wrap. They both import pre-wrap. Um, I don't know if anyone in the United States actually anymore produces pre-wrap. What they do, I think, is they acquire what, what, what they call the jumbo rolls. So these, if you can imagine pre-wrap, but instead of being just a tiny roll that's you know two inches or three, three inches wide, it's like that big around or bigger and then it's 18 feet long and then they, they slice it. Uh, so a lot of the companies would bring the, the raw material like in these jumbo rolls in the United States and then they'd cut it themselves. But I don't even know anybody that's doing that anymore. So um, it, it all has to be imported. It has to come through, you know, uh, overseas on, on containers and so forth. And then um, obviously brought across the United States via rail and so forth. So I, um, yeah, that continues to be an issue. I'm not aware of a lot of other alternatives. You know, I do have some customers that when you consider the price increase of foam pre-wrap, it makes, you know, a product like a, an inexpensive cohesive, even more attractive to, to use as a base. So we've got our own, like uh, what I would call a MyoGuard cohesive. It's very inexpensive per case. Um, and a lot of our customers are kind of tending to that if they can't get pre-wrap. All right. So again, I know we're talking about shortages, but what is your MyoGuard cohesive uh, per roll? Because we said pre-wrap is a, probably about a dollar per roll right now. Yeah, I think you're uh, you're probably about a dollar and a quarter a roll on our stuff. So it's um, it's maybe a little more expensive. It's going to provide you know uh, a little more compression and so forth. So obviously pre-wrap doesn't provide any compression. You'll, you'll get some from our cohesive. Um, but the thing is the availability. So as, as you look at pre-wrap this summer and you're trying to acquire it, if it's in short supply, you know, the cohesive, as far as I know, has got really good availability. So I don't, I don't think you're going to run into that. So you might pay a little bit more, uh, but you'll, you'll be able to get a product. Gotcha. All right. So we talked about energy chews, talked about AEDs, aerosols, and pre-wrap underwrap or foam mm -hmm. shortages um does that also affect like uh you know we use foam padding for casts and things like that yeah so uh there's been some changes in that space as well i know that kramer has uh, discontinued a, a few of their foam packages for padding and so forth um, i think you can still get those kinds of paddings but expect a little bit of a price increase um you know for 2023 Heel and lace pads, as far as I know, are still in, you know, good availability. Obviously, that's a foam product and it's something we're keeping an eye on. But I have not seen any shortages yet in that marketplace. All right. What else? Um, probably the, the other big one is uh, over-the-counter medication. So as you're looking at, uh, you know, you can still get Tylenol and you can still get ibuprofen and so forth. And you can get that in unit dose packaging. But a lot of athletic trainers purchase kind of the, uh, the Medic product line. That is in unit dose packaging. Typically, it's less expensive than brand name Tylenol, brand name, you know, ibuprofen, what have you. Um, and 
Medique has really had some challenges for the last probably two years of supplying products. They've discontinued a lot of parts. So as you start looking through supplier catalogs for 2023 and you're putting your quotes together, you're going to notice that there's going to be some missing products. You know, there's, um, you know, some of the, the uh, oh, more tertiary types of products that are used for maybe allergy or that sort of thing. You know, there's, they're still going to have ibuprofen and, and Tylenol and, and that kind of thing from Medique in unit dose packaging. But as you get into some of those other supply areas, you know, uh, for medications, then it really becomes a challenge to get that sort of thing. So um, you, you might find that you're going to have to buy again in the bulk bottle in some of those different things. Um, so, you know, just keep that in mind uh, as you're looking at you know, your supply list. All right. So I'm sure you got some other things uh, with shortages. Do we have any, any good news? Anything yeah. coming down? Anything as finally returned to stock? Yeah. So um, as you may know, Coach Tape uh, was, well, the whole jo Johnson & Johnson tape line was sold to, uh, to BSN Medical. Um, there, you might know them as Essity as well. So Essity acquired like Coach Tape, the Elasticon, the Zonus from... Uh, J&J. &J. And so J&J um, &J had eliminated coach all the way down to like inch and a half. And that was the only coach that they offered. Well, now you're able to get that in two inch again. Um, the coach taping tape pricing has gone up. Um, you know, the, you, you're seeing the price increases really across the board, unfortunately. But but again, coach tape is back. Um, Elasticon, two inch and three inch in the speed pack are back. So you know, that was discontinued by J&J, &J, and now DSN SD has brought those SKUs back. So that's like the, the uh, Johnson Johnson 5170 and 5171 on your part list. Um, so I think the uh, two inches and 24 rolls per case and the three inches, 16 rolls per case. Um, and then they also brought back uh, the Zonus one-inch box tape. So um, some of your users may have been using that for finger tape or something like that. And that is now back with availability. Um, I'm not sure about the half inch. A lot of uh, my customers used to buy half inch again for finger tape. Um, and I, I don't know that they are bringing that back anytime soon, but obviously you can split the one inch. Yes. All right. What else? So um, as far as like availabilities and so forth, you, you know, beyond that, you should see, you know, pretty much normal availability. Uh, you know, there's been some, some changes with, with product lines and some um, consolidation of SKUs. You know, you're probably going to see a few less ankle braces, you know, out there in the in the world. <laughs> but uh, a lot of these vendors have consolidated them. So uh, one thing I noted was, um, you know, Mueller has discontinued a lot of their Mueller bags. You know, they had a their Omni kit line and all that sort of thing. Those kits uh, were largely discontinued. Uh, so, you know, Kramer still has theirs. Um, there was, uh, yeah, there's, I think you'll probably see fewer kits available to you guys. Uh, and I'm not aware of a, like a lot of new products for 2023. So, you know, a lot of the suppliers, ourselves included, you know, typically will have like a section of new products that includes like Kramer, Mueller, you know, McDavid or what have you. Um, you're not going to really see a lot of innovation from from those type of vendors. There might be other products in the space, 
that might be new, you know, uh, equipment or, or something, but not really from the supply side. Not a lot new is going to be there for 2023. I think people are kind of keeping their powder dry for when, you know, supply chain clears up before they start to sort of innovate. All right, so not a whole lot of new products uh, out on the market. Not a whole lot of new things, no. Um, you are going to continue to see prices generally increase. Uh, you know, that same supply list that you may have submitted last year, and let's say, you know, you have a budget of you know $1,500 for your high school. Uh, you know, there's going to be some pressure on that, you know, that same list might come in at, you know, $1,700 this year. So, and, and I've seen, you know, more and more distributors because we're paying more in freight. Um, you know, I don't know if, if you've ordered something and you've paid freight recently, you probably saw that, you know, the freight has increased and it's increased for us too. So even though, you know, you might be saying free freight on your quote, well, effectively we still have to pay freight. So, you, and you're still paying freight. So you'll see your prices uh, generally rise and, uh, you know, it's a good time maybe to go to your athletic director and ask for a little bit of an increase because my guess is you're going to see something on the order of a 10 to 15 percent increase across the board, uh, even from last year to this year on, on general uh, supply increases. Yeah, that's really rough because obviously here in education, it's not like, oh, hey, we got free money to throw around. Let me just increase your budget. No, it's like, hey. Budgets are being cut. We either cut the the supply budget or we cut the the resource, the people budget. So, yeah, I would encourage athletic trainers that uh, you know, look, everybody's got their favorite products, and for years, you know, I'd go into athletic training rooms and they said, you know, show me everything except for tape. I'm a coach guy. Don't show me anything else. Um, and then, you know, in, in recent years, I've seen people kind of go away from that. Um, I would I would suggest to athletic trainers that are facing, you know maybe not getting any sort of budget increase, but facing these price increases to take a look at your list, figure out kind of what your sacred items are on that list and uh, put no substitution on the bid on those items. And, you know, um, so on two or three items or four items, whatever your list is, whatever, you know, you really have to have that brand. I would put no sub, you know, right in the description, but in the other products, you know, and, and maybe even when you, you write out your, your request to your suppliers, just say, you know, I, I'd be willing to consider alternatives in every product except where I've indicated no subs. And um, and we as, you know, bidders, because we do hundreds of bids, thousands of bids every year, we know that language, we understand that language. And what that is going to enable us to do is suggest lower cost, cost alternatives. And I assure you, everybody out here in terms of like distributors like me, we're looking actively for lower cost uh, alternatives on all these products. So the example would be Gatorade shoes. So if you put, you know, no subs on Gatorade shoes, well, I can't really do anything for you. I can't even really bid that because I don't know when Gatorade shoes would be in, if at all. But if you leave that open and you say it's okay to consider alternates, then I'm going to suggest like that, um, the cliff bot, uh, energy blocks. So, um, whereas if you put no sub on, you know, Kramer tough skin, well, I can't get that at all until maybe Q4 or even next year. I'm, I'm just not going to bid it to you. Uh, but if you leave that open and you tell me it's okay to consider alternatives, then I'm going to suggest like an MTAC spray. Um, there is another vendor uh, on that point 
and I'm not going to disclose who it is right now because I don't want to get everybody charged up and chase anybody down. But there is another vendor in our space that has an aerosol adhesive spray, but it's overseas. And we're working really hard to get that into the U.S. market before uh, bid season, before, you know, summer. So more to follow on that. You know, I'll certainly be posting about it online and so forth if we're able to get that done. Um, it's just a matter of whether they've got the availability and the ability to ship that, you know, overseas to us in time for the U.S. market in the summer. Yeah, so in in the no substitutions dot line, uh, it's definitely important to, if you're accepting substitutions, to to double check that the product you want is a product that match. So I got bandage scissors. So for my student athlete, uh, student athletic trainer aides to put into their, you know, med kits that they're sling pack things. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, I just, I, I want the least expensive ones because they're for the students and they're, you know, they may lose them or whatever. They may take them home and disappear. And, you know, I'm thinking the normal, like the 10 inch ish size, I think that's about right. About, about 10 or 12 inches for the, for the whole bandage here as well. When I get them, they're like for four inch ones. Oh. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I mean, you know, it's, they're like half the price of the other ones. Well, I didn't check the size. So now they have little tiny scissors to cut with. So, yeah. And I always encourage my customers to go ahead and put a product number on your bid. I don't even really care whose product number it is. It could be a Medco bid. It could be a Henry Schein number, uh, a Medco item number or a Henry Schein number. It doesn't really matter. But anytime that you provide that item number, I can cross-reference it. So, I mean, it's no secret that we all know each other's item numbers. (laughs) So uh, anytime you provide that, say this is the item number I'm looking for, you know, obviously the gold standard would be if you could provide the, the manufacturer model number. Um, but if you, if you can't get that, then I would suggest that you use that, um, you know, like a, a Medco part number, a Henry Schein part number, or our part number. Um, you'll notice if you like, if you look at our part number, there's a three letter, letter prefix typically. Um, and then there's, there's a kind of a random generated number. Well, that random generated number is actually the manufacturer model. So if you're looking for manufacturer model numbers, at least in our case, we actually use their manufacturer model number as our own. number. So um, and everybody that that kind of does distribution, you know, quoting and so forth, they understand those codes. And once you use those manufacturer model numbers, that kind of locks them into bidding exactly what you're asking. So you're not going to get like some random like tiny little scissor. You know, if you ask for like the Pro 21 or the Pro 11, you're going to get the Pro 11 because you specify the model. Yeah, for sure. All right. Any other thoughts, tips, tricks, anything we should be um, aware of coming up? No, I, I think that that's it. Um, I think you should be able to see general availability for athletic tapes this year where there have been some shortages there. The exception with that, um, it has been Jaybird. Um, I think that there's just some unique challenges because they're a small business. And, uh, you know, you're having to, they're having to buy components for their athletic tape, you know, the, uh, the cotton rolls and the adhesive material and so forth uh, in such bulk that it's, it's just a challenge to run all the different SKUs that they have. Um, so they, uh, I don't know about Jaybird, but with like Kramer and Mueller, you should see really good availability when it comes to their athletic tapes. Um, there was a discussion recently 
I think in the secondary schools uh, folder about someone had noticed that um, PowerFlex now had Millikan on it instead of Andover. And they were like, is this the same product? So um, to address that issue, uh, Millikan actually acquired Andover, like, I don't know, may have been like four years ago, but it wasn't until last year that they started to switch their packaging, going away from the Andover branding and then using that Millikan branding. So uh, be aware that, you know, uh, in the case of, of PowerFlex and all, you know, the power tape and their, their different product line, that when you get that box, it's going to say Millikan on it. It's going to look a little bit different. Um, Andover actually did uh, consolidate a lot of their colors and sizes. So if you might have been, uh, for instance, ordering like an inch or an inch and a half PowerFlex in a teal or something like that, you might have real trouble getting that this year because uh, they did discontinue or consolidate a lot of their SKUs. You're still going to be able to get standard PowerFlex, two inch, three inch in most of the main colors, you know, black, uh, gray and red and green and blue. You just may not be able to get it in camo or, you know, in teal or something like that. All right. So one of the people that um, recently has been, you know, listening to the podcast a lot and interacting on social media is Andrea Kowalski. Um, I'm not sure exactly where she is, but I'll reach out to her on Twitter. And so I want to send her something from MyoGuard. But um, what are some of the states that maybe you guys are trying to get into? I know you said you're trying to get in onto the buy boards in Texas. So we want to hear from somebody in Texas, listen to the podcast, reach out to both me and Paul on Twitter, and we'll pick somebody there on Twitter that's from Texas. So make sure you tell, hey, Paul, I listen to you guys on uh, the podcast, and you, you wanted somebody from Texas. So reach out to us that way. What other states are you trying to get into? Yeah, so you, you'll generally see that, you know, we're, we're based in the Midwest. We're based in Michigan, um, but our, our footprint is rapidly expanding. So um, we're, we're moving west, you know, and moving into, you know, the, the, the plain states. Um, certainly, we'd love to get, you know, more business around, you know, the, the southern states. Out east is pretty well dominated by, you know, Henry Schein, Medco, and Collins, but but certainly we're starting to add some business there. So we're just kind of, you know, building our footprint uh, sort of nationally. And uh, we use sales representation. Uh, they are not all direct reps for us, but they're basically, uh, you know, sort of like part-time reps where they're also like a full-time Donjoy rep. So, you know, in, in a lot of cases, if you contact your local Donjoy distributor, they would be your rep for, for our company, for MyoGuard. So you're going to see us generally in increasing the size of our company and adding more sales reps. We're, we're very big into sales representation. We think that's important uh, to kind of bring the, uh, the trade show to you, so to speak. So, um, yeah, we'd love to work with you. Um, a lot of people don't realize there's only, I think, seven distributors nationally that focus in on athletic training. So um, there, there are some others that maybe athletic training isn't their focus, but, but they dabble in it. But, you know, nationally, there's only seven. And so we happen to be based in Michigan. Um, and if you're, you know, anywhere within, uh, you know, probably Illinois, Kentucky, Ohio kind of area, Wisconsin, you know, that's two days shipping to any of those states. And, uh, but we're, we're going to continue to grow our footprint probably even add another location at some point. So that's something that we're working on. All right. So coming up, I have a 
trip planned for the summer of 2024 and we're going to visit Yellowstone. So yeah. I need to, I want to hear from somebody because I know there's actually a high school. It's like right in, uh, I think it's Giddings or something like that. It's just like at the North gate of Yellowstone National Park. And so if the athletic trainer from there happens to reach out, then we're definitely going to hook up somebody, but somebody that's close to Yellowstone, I want to send, send something. So if you listen to the podcast or you are friends with somebody who is an athletic trainer close to Yellowstone National Park, again, reach out to us either on Twitter or on email, Paul's on LinkedIn, which I'm never on, but I'm also on Instagram. So reach us out to us there, reference the podcast that, Hey, you want to get some free stuff. He's got some some t-shirts or some uh, fanny pack type things, sling bags. Um, mm-hmm. There's some other mile guard branded stuff we want to send out. And like I said, Andrea, I'm going to get in touch with you because I know you've been listening and uh, talking about the podcast on uh, Twitter. So, and anyone else listening to the podcast, that, then reach out to me and Paul and you know, we'll pick some random people to send some stuff out to just to say, hey, thanks for listening and, and you know, put that mile guard brand name out there so outstanding enjoy your time in yellowstone when you get there that's fun the best way to get a hold of you paul is going to be uh yeah so um certainly twitter or facebook or uh any of those things but um you know if if you want my email address i can give that it's paul.calloway at myoguard.com c-a-l-l-o-w-a-y at myoguard.com so uh, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me all right. And then obviously I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I guess I'd hardly ever on LinkedIn, but I do have the account. Mm-hmm. And then my email for the sports medicine broadcast is info at sportsmedicinebroadcast.com because for some reason I set it up as info instead of just using my name. But yeah, you learn some things along the way. So reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Maybe you could share a story of some of your successes or failures with getting products or even just saying, hey, thanks. You know, I listened. Uh, send me some free some free stuff and then we'll probably do that so um my guard has been a partner with the sports medicine group broadcast for a long time so if you are requesting a quote then just mention the hey i was heard about you or you know jeremy mentioned it on the podcast we used to have a, a quote i mean uh uh, code the SMB. I'm not sure since they changed to MyoGuard versus MyoTech if all that is still in the work. But just just mention the Sports Medicine Broadcast and see if Paul can do anything additional to help you out. Maybe it's just a, a free keychain or T-shirt or something. But this is SportsMedicineBroadcast.com/slash/supplychain23 and SportsMedicineBroadcast.com/slash/supplychain23. So for Jeremy Jackson, Paul Calloway, MyoGuard, the Supply Chain, and the Sports Medicine Broadcast, that is a wrap. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.